Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. Hello, welcome back. You're listening to a brand new episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. This is Darren Mitchell, host of the show, and this is Monday, the 6th of February, 2023. A brand new start to a brand new week. So wherever you happen to be in the world, I trust you've had a phenomenal, phenomenal weekend, and uh, hopefully you're getting some good weather, because where I am, got to say, uh, in the Macedon Ranges here in Victoria, we are supposed to be in the third month of summer. Uh, no idea where it is, and there's a lot of people around here saying, where is summer? Because it's been anything but rather cold. In fact, there was a day late last week where it was uh, about 15 degrees Celsius, which is something like 10 degrees under the average for this time of year. But uh, hey, maybe that's just global warming or um, who knows. Uh, but I digress. So as we begin the brand new week, uh, no podcast in the first I guess the first episode of the week would be complete without a little bit of a reminder. For those of you who have not yet subscribed to the show, please do so on the platform you're listening to. And of course, if you're on the Apple platform, it's simply a case of pressing follow, which will enable me to let you know when brand new episodes are up and ready to be digested. If you could also do me a massive favor and rate the show as well, particularly on the Apple platform, that would be greatly appreciated because it does make it a lot easier for others to more easily find the show. And uh, if you can, while you're doing that, put a comment or a couple of comments in there as to what resonates with you from the show, what you like, what you don't like, but also if there's any specific topics uh, or things you'd like me to talk about on the podcast, I'd be more than happy to record an episode with that particular topic in mind and, of course, give you a shout out on that particular episode as well. So as we begin the brand new week, uh, a question for you. And as a sales leader particularly, but also as a salesperson, The question I want you to ask yourself is, can you resist the urge? Now, (laughs) this is this can be uh, the connotations could be endless, uh, but I'm going to I'm going to talk about in terms of sales and particularly resisting the urge to specifically talk about your product when it comes to having conversations with either your existing customers or, more importantly, prospective customers. Now, over the last eight years, I have been absolutely fortunate and have loved every minute of working with sales leaders and their, and their teams to help them unleash their sales potential. Now, my company name is Potential Unleashed, so it's all about unleashing sales potential. Uh, and I've been able to engage with a, a wide variety of sales teams in a wide variety of industries. So it's been absolutely fascinating. And I've got to say that the vast majority of those uh, sales teams and certainly sales leaders certainly have their customers' best interests at heart. And I've got to say, it's pretty rare that you come across uh, some sales people and some sales leaders who are completely oblivious to the needs of a customer. Now, does that mean there are some sales teams and sales leaders and certainly sales people out there who are a little bit more selfish than others and that they, they do things and they, hey, they try to lead the witness a little bit and try to retrofit a product and a service into a perceived need? Yes, they're out there. And unfortunately, some of them also use some less than, I guess, uh, positive tactics and might come across as being a little bit 
convincing, a little bit pushy, a little bit too persuasive to try and get a customer to make a decision. Now, I'm all for asking customers to purchase a product if it makes sense and when it makes sense. But uh, it's, it's where you get people who are pushing their own barrow because they're so focused on their own product that often creates a reputation in the industry that whether we like it or not, sometimes tarnishes the entire industry, irrespective of what industry you are in. And it's interesting when I talk to people about being in sales and what I do, uh, and I ask them what their perception of sales is, if, unless they've been in a sales role, uh, most of them have this general view that salespeople can't be trusted, salespeople are trying to push, sales people are trying to get you to buy things that you don't necessarily want, and maybe spend money that you can't necessarily afford. So it's interesting this sort of perception comes comes up. And I often talk to people, whether it be sales teams or non-sales teams, and I often talk about the fact that sales, when you look at it, not only is it one of, if not the oldest profession, but it's also the highest form and the greatest form of service that you can give somebody. Because it presupposes that you have a solution to a problem that if you can articulate that problem and identify that problem and therefore qualify the person as to having that problem, then a natural consequence of that process should be some sort of transaction. Now, what I want to talk about today is in in relation to can you resist the urge? Because if there's one consistent element through pretty much every single sales team, it is the propensity to introduce and talk about the product or the service too early, either in the sales process and certainly too early in the buyer's purchasing cycle. And sales leaders, we are often the biggest culprits. And as I'm talking about this, I've got both hands in the air because I can remember back to a number of the sales calls that I made with sales executives where uh, almost it was like an out-of-body experience. I knew I couldn't or shouldn't talk about the product as early in the sales cycle or early in the conversation, but I couldn't help myself because I was grappling, sometimes grappling for things to talk about. I didn't really know what sort of questions to ask and Pretty much that came down to a lack of preparation when it comes to getting really dialed in on the purpose of the conversation, but also the key outcome that we're looking for from that conversation. So we find ourselves time and time again getting led into a conversation about our product and our services. Now, let's be really clear here. It is absolutely essential and critical that we believe in our products and we believe in our service. But we've also got to recognize a very, very important point. And this is where the vast majority of salespeople fall down. And I've got to say, sales leaders are in the same position. And for some, this might be really difficult to hear because we believe so much in our product. And that is this point. Customers do not want your product and they do not want your service. Now, for some, that's like, well, what do you mean? I've got a fantastic product and I've got customers who are asking me specifically for that product. Now, on the surface, that may actually look to be correct. But if you delve into a little bit deeper, what is that product or that service actually doing? What it's doing is it's solving a problem. So what do customers actually want? What they want is a solution to either a known problem that they know they have and they're looking to you to potentially provide a solution to that problem or... They've got a problem that has been identified only through having a conversation with you. Now, when I talk to sales leaders and their teams about this concept, on the surface level, they get it. They understand that, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's a solution to a problem and they ask questions and blah, blah, blah. But why is it then that when I go out and spend time with these salespeople and these sales leaders, that 99.99% 
of the salespeople and the sales leaders get to the product or the service discussion far too early in the conversation? Is it because they have done very little preparation on the customer, the customer's competition, their own competition, or their industry? Or is it because they are conditioned to focus so heavily on the sales number and are so heavily brainwashed by their own organization to believe that their product or their service is literally the elixir to solve all of the customer's problems? Well, the answer to those questions is yes, because many salespeople and sales leaders do not do enough preparation. And dare I say it, some some don't actually do any preparation for their sales calls. They don't do any preparation in terms of analysis on their competition. They don't bring insights to the table and they wonder why the conversations are not going anywhere and they actually wonder why they're not getting the numbers coming into the door. The other thing is when it looks when we look at training, a lot of organizations when it comes to training, it's very technical training, particularly if you're in a technical or an IT, ICT type industry that requires a lot of technical capability and know-how. There's a lot of product information that is downloaded to the sales teams and therefore, is it any wonder that the sales teams and the sales leaders start to regurgitate that in front of customers because that's all they know? Because companies, for whatever reason, tend to focus more and more on the product training and less and less on the training that's really going to change everything in terms of the ecosystem. And that's the sales questioning. It's the influencing skills. It's all the soft skills that we talk about on this particular podcast. But unfortunately, many people, many organizations look at those soft skills and say, wow, they're too soft. That can't be the difference because it's our product. Our product or our service is the differentiator. Now I've got to say that I'm guilty on all of all of these charges because this is what I used to do for many many years as a salesperson. If I had a pretty good relationship with a particular customer, I would do little or no preparation. I didn't necessarily think about what were the purpose of this conversation was and what was the stepping stone to a greater conversation. And when I got to be a sales leader, I actually didn't place a huge amount of emphasis certainly in the early phases, on the sales team doing the preparation. Why? Because I didn't do the preparation. And I also got caught into the, I guess, the vortex of believing that we had the best products or we had the best services. So it was easy for us to talk about because at least we knew something about that. Uh, And it meant that, hey, at least I was comfortable talking about that because it was a known topic. Now, here's what I realized, though. I realized pretty quickly that A, no preparation, and B, talking about the product and the service was not what was differentiating us because the customer was not interested in the product. What I needed to do was to find out what differentiated us as a team, what differentiated me as an individual from the competition, and so I had to start thinking about doing things differently. So what did I start doing? Well, I started to not, this, this might sound really radical, I started to not talk about the product or the service and instead I started thinking about what business-based questions could I ask to understand more about what the customer situation was and how that situation was having an impact on them. In other words, I had to resist the urge. I said to myself, and it meant that I had to do a lot more preparation. I had to be prepared for sort of questions that would come at me. I also had to be prepared to not so much deflect questions that the customer might have thrown at me in relation to the product, But I had to think about, okay, what was the purpose behind that question? What are they actually looking for? And how can I take that information and not deflect it, but actually use it and maybe ask a question to clarify so that I could get to the real root of what that question was. But here's the thing. The urge to jump in and talk about the products and the services was really, really intense because 
I literally had to do a lot of unlearning because I'd been so conditioned to talk about the product and the services that I had to fight consciously against my own better judgment, if you like, to not answer a direct question about the product or use that as a platform to ask a question which was more business-based and it wasn't about the product. But a funny thing happened. The more I did this and the more I resisted the temptation, the more information I was able to obtain from the customer. And over time, the more the customer started to talk and give me more information about their business problems and because it was less about the product. And I found that I was no longer laser-focused laser on the product and therefore potentially leading the witness and I had a much better understanding of wider, uh, wider issues within that particular business because I was asking better business-based questions. And I've got to say, this took quite a while to get used to because, as I said before, there was so much unlearning that I had to go through because we're almost brainwashed into believing that the product and the service, it's all about that, and that's how we get the number, until I realized that it wasn't that at all. But over time, something else happened that was quite intriguing, and that is customers started to ask me questions about possible solutions. In other words, they started to lean in and generate genuine buying signals often leading, guess what, to a valuable business transaction that was mutually beneficial to both. And guess what? Those solutions did involve some products and services, but I didn't lead with the products and the services. So here is the challenge for this week. Whether you're a sales leader looking to drive some improvements in your team, or if you're an individual contributor listening to this right now and thinking, man, I've got to start to differentiate myself and I'm looking for ways to do that. Here's the challenge I want to issue you this week. For conversations that you're going to be having either with your existing customers or ones you're planning to have with potential customers who are fairly early in the sales cycle, very early in the buying cycle, are you able to resist the urge to talk about your product and your service? Now, I want to take this one step further and say, okay, for any conversation you have this week, are you able to bite your tongue and not proactively talk about your product and your service. Now, for many people, that's going to be like a complete culture shock because you're thinking, oh my God, what am I going to talk about? That's actually a great piece of feedback because it's telling me that most of your conversations are very heavily product and service focused. But if you can start to resist the urge to talk about something other than your product or your service and start building uh, some preparation and ask and thinking about some questions you can ask and start conducting a business conversation without defaulting to your product or your service, you're gonna bring a, a natural level of curiosity to the conversation and you might be absolutely blown away with what sort of information you're gonna receive through that process. So start asking curious-based questions to understand more and to qualify better. And guess what? You may just be surprised at what you discover about your customer, about what their problems are, what their challenges are, and where the conversation may lead. So the challenge for this week is can you resist the urge? Can you go through a whole week with all of your customer conversations and not talk proactively about your product or your service? If you can do that, I want you to sit back and think about, hmm, what have I achieved and what's different about the quality of the conversations that I had this week? You may just be absolutely surprised and blown away with what you discover which could be the difference that makes all of that difference. So on this first day of the working week, that is the challenge. Can you resist the urge? And as we wrap up, just a reminder, if you are interested and if you are committed to taking your sales leadership to an exceptional level and open to working one-on-one -on -one with somebody like me who will keep you accountable but also help you fast-track your development, I'd love to have a conversation about helping you or 
have a conversation about helping your team extract their maximum potential and deliver those exceptional results. To do that, let's have a conversation. Simply go to leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time that suits. We'll jump on Zoom, have a conversation about where you're at, what you're looking to achieve over the next 90 plus days. And we can map out a straw man, map out a plan, and we can start putting some things together from a logistical point of view to get ready and working on that plan ASAP. So very much look forward to that particular conversation. Also, thank you once again for plugging in to this particular episode. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.